Hey there and welcome to Soul Church. Our prayer is that this message encourages you wherever you may be in life. You know, we've been hearing so many stories about what God is doing in people's lives and we'd love to hear yours. So take a second and send your story to stories at soulchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us today and we hope that you enjoy the message. God bless. We're honored to have Pastor Margaret Stunt with us all the way from Sydney. Australia and uh, she is a real blessing she's spoken here two times before and when she speaks the thing what Margaret does is she always speaks from her heart okay so she's not got a whole lot of things planned here she's just gonna speak from her heart and see what the Holy Spirit does and Margaret has been a huge blessing to our church and to members of our staff and team over the past few years and she is she's a prophet okay she's got a prophetic edge she's uh, got a, a real uh, a real kind of spiritual dynamism uh, that, 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 that we are we're ready for it margaret I'm and ready. so we love you thanks for being here uh, thanks for leaving your family to be part of this for today and so would we stand to our feet and give margaret stunt a huge huge welcome as she brings the word church good morning can you stay standing just for a minute is that okay we're gonna pray together I don't know about you but I'm expectant I'm excited and I'm believing God's gonna do what only he can do today and we're gonna invite Holy Spirit is that okay so can you put your hand on your heart because that's where the issues flow from and pray with me Jesus today I want to be challenged I want to be changed I want to be more like you you're able I'm willing let's do this Amen, amen, amen. You can take your seats. How good is he? He's so faithful to us. Amen. I I just want to tell you that you are very blessed to be here and to be in this church. I boast about this church around the world. I just want to honor all of you and particularly your amazing pastors that during COVID, you did exceedingly abundantly above and beyond. And I've just shared it. I'm like, do you know they've done drive-through prayer meetings? They've done drive-through communion. And you think, oh, yeah, of course we did. No, that's unusual. A lot of people just sat back and thought, oh, we're, we're stuck. But, you know, Norwich is not stuck. Norwich is chosen. Norwich is chosen. You, I believe that as this building goes up, that other people are going to come and talk about it even more than you do. So let's stay on the front foot, people. Amen? Amen. I am privileged to be here. The title of my message really fits with our worship. It's called, Let's Talk About Jesus. And I want to challenge us. Can we start talking about Jesus in an ordinary, everyday way? Don't have to change your name. Don't have to go funny. Don't have to change your voice. Let's talk about Jesus. No, just talk about him. Just talk about Jesus. Because a lot of people, especially in this nation, actually, the word church is not always a good one. It's a wall word. People go, oh, I've done that. I don't want to do that again. But nobody has ever told me not to talk about Jesus. And so I want to encourage us that God is up to something around the world, but I believe God is going to do something very special here because he's seen your faith. He's seen your faith. And, you know, that's what is important to God. It's not our works. It's our faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. And I believe tonight we're going to have a faith injection. I really do. I believe faith is going to move through this room and into your lives and into your community like never before because it's a new day and he is new every morning. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so I want to encourage you, this Bible works. 
Amen? Amen. But like good deodorant, it has to be applied. You can know the Bible, but if you don't apply it to the situation you're in, it just becomes words. Whatever you need, I hope you've got a word for the season you're living in. A word, this word, for the season that you're in. Because this is a a light unto our path. This takes us where we need to go. And so I want to encourage us, let's make sure we love the word of God. And that we honor it. And that we expect it to work. Amen? Jesus paid a huge price for us to have freedom huge price, but it works. And you think, well, Margaret, I'm not sure if it'll work in my life. I promise you, it will. It will, because let's just look at John 1, verse 15. So John taught the truth about him. And you know, the truth sets us free. It sets us free. And I know this Bible works, so I can stand up here very confident and very secure because it has worked in my life in a real way. I'm going to share just a drive-through version of my story. Some of you may have heard it, but you know, I grew up in London, family of four, I was the youngest. My dad was an alcoholic, my mum was a manic depressive schizophrenic. I grew up in a mental institution, that's no excuse for my behavior, because there isn't any. Um, I was abducted off the streets of London and sexually abused. Then I was abused by lesbians over a long period, and then sexually abused by a family member, all before I was 11. Never told anybody, hates secrets with a passion, loves surprises. Um, and Jesus knew me even though I didn't know him. And he kept me. At 16, I took a massive overdose. It wasn't a cry for help because I didn't think anyone could help me. My mum was in hospital. I had become her carer. My brother was in Scotland doing work Monday to Friday. His job cancelled. I took the overdose on a Wednesday. He came home and found me. I was so cross. I thought, I can't die in peace. Why don't they just leave me alone? And I realized actually Jesus was in that room with me. He was there. And I made a choice to live just to annoy everybody. And I've done a very good job. <laughs> a very good job. Um, Fred met me just after that. Brave man, he, made, he married me. You know, as Christians, we can look okay, but inside, we can be very broken. And we're very good at hiding it. And I was. You know, I was a 60s chick. When I met him, I was like, yeah, we can do this. Um, and I'd never told anybody, ever, ever. And so I carried that with me. We got married. We have one daughter. When I was pregnant, I was epileptic, diabetic, lost my hair, lost my teeth. They found I had four kidneys, and my prognosis was I'd die when I was 30. That's a big thing when you're 19, to be told, um, and not to know how to deal with that. And, you know, Jesus continues to love you when you don't know him and to guide you. He really does. And, you know, I felt a real failure because... Fred is one of eight, we wanted a football team, and you know, I thought, I'm a failure. So lots of reasons, and I'm not gonna go into them, but one of them was lack of communication, we got divorced. And if you're in here and you're divorced, I love you. And if you know someone who's on the divorce journey, please be kind. If you haven't got anything nice today, do this. Mm, Say nothing. They don't need advice, they don't need anything, they need loving to life. And just ask, what can I do to help? because it's never an easy journey. I instigated it because I'm stubborn, Um, but you know, you can instigate something and still feel a failure. And so I really encourage us. So we got divorced, I ended up getting breast cancer. Long story short, we got back together again. Um, Fred asked me when I came home from hospital, what do you want to do? I'm like, go around Europe in a camper van. I didn't drive because I was epileptic. So we did, went around Europe in a camper van on a Greek island, an American airbase. We went to a gathering on a Friday night And we'd met these Christians, and I kept talking about Jesus. I'm like, I'm not interested. Do you understand? I don't want Jesus. I want movies and food. 
done. And so I was very clear about it. Anyway, I went to this service. And the guy was speaking what I now know is a, a gospel message, but he was saying, no matter how good you are, you're not going to heaven. I'm like, who is he to judge? I will talk to him later. And then he said, um, if you feel like God's spoken to you, I'm like, the man is on drugs. God doesn't talk to ordinary people. And he's like, if you feel like God's spoken to you, put your hand up. Fred's there and Jane's next to him. He put his hand up. I'm like, put your hand down. I've told them, we're not doing this. They're nice people. You don't have to go and do it. It's all right. I've told them, we're not doing Jesus. And then he said, if you put your hand up, come forward. I thought, there must be a God in heaven. Fred's never going to get out of his seat. And as I said that, he walked past me. And Jane is following him. I looked at his back and I thought, if that man thinks he's going to heaven without me... <laughs> doesn't matter how you come, it matters how you stay. And we got remarried. It's been an amazing journey. Um, and he sends his love. And God restores what the locust has eaten. So be encouraged to read your Bible, but to believe it and apply it, because it works. I'm free. I'm free indeed, because the Bible works. Amen? So what's the what would we do if we talked about Jesus? You think, Margaret, what would I talk about? Well, we could be all here all day. I won't do that to you. But we could be here all day talking about that. Um, but he's, you could talk about his mercy, his kindness, his grace, his power, his peace, his truth, his faithful, his authority, his Emmanuel, his God with us. He's our healer. He's our provider. He's our door opener. He's our pain taker. He's compassionate. He's long-suffering. He's a burden carrier. He's a friend. What a friend we have in Jesus. He's a hope giver. He's eternal. He's a promise keeper. He's a freedom giver. He binds up the brokenhearted. He's the lover of my soul. He's the lover of the lost. He's the lover of the broken. He's the lover of truth. And the truth will set you free. He's the lover of the world, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world, he didn't talk about it, he sent his only begotten son. Love is an action. He's an eternal life giver, he's the pardon for sin, he's the way maker, he's the miracle worker, and you know that. And if you can't talk about anything else, talk about your last miracle, your last blessing. We all have those stories, and you don't need a microphone or a platform to share Jesus. You just need to love people to life. You know, I don't know if you still say it here, but when I was growing up, you know, oh, I love you to death. I'm like, no, life, please. Love me to life, not death. And they say things like, oh, I've got a son-in-law. Oh, no, no, I've got a son-in-love. <laughs> we don't do law, we do love. And let's make sure that our language locates us. So listen to yourself. We often say things, and I think, why did we say that? But language locates us. Some, you know, I was talking to someone, and we often say the word hard. Well, I don't anymore. Hard is a wall word. word. Words are doors or walls. And hard is a wall word. If you say to a child, tomorrow's going to be hard, getting up's going to be hard, school's going to be hard, getting to lunch is going to be hard, getting home is going to be hard, will they want to go to school? No. And if I tell myself it's hard, I've already kind of decided maybe I don't want to do it. And hard has you stepping back. So instead of hard, we say challenge. We say challenge. Who loves a challenge? I love a challenge. You know, and there's a difference, but you're, you listen to yourself. And some of you talk rubbish, but that's okay. <laughs> Just going to deal with that today. Um, because we can. How many of us talk ourselves out of good things because we think someone else can do it better? And, you know, who are the overthinkers? Yeah, stand up. We're going to deal with that today. Okay? The overthinkers. Stand up. 
If you've got overthinking in your lap and you stand up, what happens to it? It falls off. You know the thing with overthinkers? This is what we do. If you're an overthinker, you're thinking, what if, maybe what if, and you go around in circles and the view is the same. I'm still, what if, and maybe, maybe should I, couldn't I? Stop it in the name of Jesus. You know, the Bible says we can have the mind of Christ. Let's get it. In this season, don't we need it? It's like, oh my word, I can talk myself out of anything if I try, but I can also talk myself into believing the word of God. Hand on your heart, amazing people. Pray with me, Jesus. Today, I repent of just overthinking everything. And I receive today confidence and truth to walk out and to run out my salvation and give you all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're sitting down, will you clap these very brave people? Yes. Yes. Heaven is cheering. Heaven is cheering. Guys, if church is boring, it's because we are. Because Jesus is so not boring. And you know, in the Passion Translation in Psalm 53, it says, and Jesus looks in love over heaven's balcony. And he's looking over the balcony now. He's like, look, Dad. He's like, no. (laughs) Dad, they stood. He's like, no. And he's going to help you walk it out. And if you didn't stand and now you think, oh, I should have. I do that. It's okay. He's here. Just talk to him. Just talk to him. But you know, there's something physical. When you stand, you change state. It's like changing your mind. You're standing for what you believe in. And the Lord said, for so long... The church has sat down. I don't know about you, but I do know you like the Canaries. Um, but, you know, in football grounds, it's called stands. But you sit down. Because they used to stand, and they used to fight. And so they sat them down and made them passive. The, call has been sit- the church has been sitting down for too long. We are not called to be passive. We are not called to be passive. We're called to run our race. We're called to stand our ground. And we need to do that. We're not called to be just seated. seated. There's a, a really old church in Dunstable, which is where we lived. And um, it's got a leaning wall around the edge because there were never chairs in church. They had leaning walls for the elderly. And they would just lean on the edges because they're always standing in the presence of God. Let's not be comfortable Let's run our race, let's come ready, and let's be those people who respond. Imagine what that would look like in heaven. You know, he wants to give us hope. There's a famine of hope in our nation right now. There really is. After COVID, a lot of people have got internalized. uh, And, you know, the Bible is very clear. Don't look inward. Who would want to? It says, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of this earth, including COVID, will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Amen? Amen. So he gives us hope in Psalm 25 and verse 5. He says, I love this. He says, guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Now, you know, I've done two services. I don't do them the same because not the same people in the room. And I know, I ask, Lord, what else is in this room? And, you know, there is a famine of hope. 
there is a famine of hope. You talk to people, I've, you know, I've been in, in and out of this country the last few weeks, and people are feeling like, I don't know what's next. I'm not sure where I'm going. How's this going to be? What's going to change? Will we ever go back to being the same again? I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, we have the answer. Christ Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we can encourage people. We can say, we know the hope giver. But there are people in this room that your hope has been deferred, and your heart's a bit sick. And he understands that. He knows us. And he knows that, you know, when you wait for something, I always think, tonight we're going to spend some time with Holy Spirit, and you can just be like, oh, Acts, how wonderful. They were all in the upper room. They didn't even know who they were waiting for. Imagine. Imagine, how long would you wait? How long would you wait? They didn't know what, what was coming. They didn't know what he was going to do. didn't know how it was going to work. Can you imagine the conversation? Did he tell you what he was going to do? He just said, wait. Did he tell you? No, he just said, wait. But they waited. But they waited and waited. And they didn't give up. And if, when we lose hope, sometimes we take backward steps. Well, I, I thought he was going to do that for me. Well, life is long. And he is faithful. So if you know today you need hope, or maybe you need hope to give away to someone, I believe today is going to anoint you with hope. I believe there's an anointing in the room for you to receive hope that you can give away, that you can speak out, that you can say, I went there feeling hopeless. I left with hope in my back pocket and some to give away. If that's you, just raise your hand. Say, yeah, I need hope, Margaret. I really do for my situation. Come on, my lovelies. Up on those gorgeous feet. He's gonna, we're going to pray. Stand up if you put your hand up. There's something about changing state. You're saying, I'm in, Jesus. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. God's here. God's here. What's your name, lovely lady? One, two. Third lady's just stood up in that row. Yes, you. Yes, beautiful. Yes. What's your name? Deborah. It's <laughs> a good name to have in the Bible. <laughs> you know, you stood up and you bowed your head, and I just want you to know that he would send me to say, he's the lifter of your head. He loves your face, and he's for you. And the things that you are standing for, he already has in his hand for you. And he's just saying, come closer. Come closer, trust me. I've got you. I've got you. And I love you with a passion. Amen. And Deborah, you know, Deborah was wise in the Bible. And she went from sitting under a tree to standing for a nation. And you can too. Amen. 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 And if you're thinking, why should you give me a word like that? I stood up as well. The Bible says very clearly, when one rejoices, I love that you clapped. When one rejoices, we all rejoice. We all rejoice. And I can't quite see you, but so what's your name with this shirt? Yes. Stand it. Yes. You. What's your name? Yes. John. Good name. It's a great name. It really is. And, you know, John spent a lot of time with Jesus, and he was very close to Jesus. And you know what that feels like but you also have withdrawn a little bit because there's a hope deferred. But John, he sent me to say to you that he's heard you and to wait on him. You know, there was once a time I didn't spend, I was busy, you know, we all get busy, and I didn't spend time with Jesus and I kind of went back like, hello, it's me. And he's like, come in. I'm like, no, I'll stay here. And you know, I, I said, oh, I'm sorry, I've been busy. And he's like, 
I missed you. He didn't say, where have you been, you stupid woman? He said, I missed you. And I want you to know today, he's for you. He loves you. Don't withdraw. John, it's the most powerful tool we have is to step back. And he won't stop you because he's not a controller, but he is inviting you to come close again and receive all that you need in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's pray. Those who are standing, let's pray. Put your hand on your heart. I'm going to pray. We're going to pray this together and we're going to declare it. Jesus, today I receive hope. Heal my broken heart and release me to receive some hope and some to give away. This is a new day for me. I receive it by faith. Amen. 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 Well done for standing. Well done. Good job. Well done. Heaven is cheering. Jesus loves it when we respond. He loves it. He really does. I think we forget that he actually loves us to be involved. He could have got the angels to do it. He could have stones crying, holy and worthy, but he chose us to say, come on, come on the journey with me. He's trustworthy in Proverbs 3 and verse 5 and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he'll make your path straight. And he does that, but it's all your ways. And in worship, I, I, I'm like, Lord, I might not read that scripture. Time is of the essence. And he's like, you read it because there's people in this room who are very independent I'm like, oh, I know what that feels like. <laughs> I so know what that feels like. I used to be fiercely independent. And when you're independent, you know what you say? Things like, if you want something done well, do it yourself. You know, and someone tries to help you. And you know, no, no, I've got it. It's okay. I'm good. Thanks. In other words, don't dare touch my kitchen shelf. You know, it's like, hmm. And, you know, do you want me to come with you? No, I'm fine inside. I'm terrified. I don't want to go to the doctors and get my results. But I'm fine, because you're independent. But the Bible says that all that we need is found in him, and we can be secure in him. But if you're independent, you just let it pass you by. Like, no thanks, I'm good. But you know, he's called us to be totally dependent on him. Because you can depend on him. How many times have I depended on myself and fallen over? <laughs> You know, it's like, oh, bang. Yes, up we get again. But you know, I chose. Deuteronomy 30 is my defining word. It says, see, I set before you a choice. It says, what I command you today is not too difficult. How many times does it feel difficult? Feelings are not facts. Don't always feel like getting up, but we do. Um, but the fact is, what he commands today is not too difficult. It's not in heaven so we can say, who can ascend to the heaven and get it? It's not in the deep so we can say, who can go to the deep? It's within us. <laughs> no excuses. He wipes out our excuses. It's within us. And if you know today that independence you, is something that you carry, and at times you think, if only I could be rid of this and depend and trust in Jesus. Today's your day. Because what happens is, if you've got a lot of independence on your lap, it gets heavy. You start thinking, oh, but I've always been like this. <laughs> Today's the day. When you stand up, it falls. I hear chains falling. 
I hear chains falling in this room. I believe independence will keep us wrapped in ourselves. We are building community. We need to depend on Jesus with all our hearts. So if you know that that's an area that you've been in, but you're saying, today's the day, Margaret, up on those lovely feet, and we're going to believe God that chains will fall. Just stand around the room. Amen? You thought it was just you. Shall I, shall I? Well done, good man. Good man, we need you. What is your name? Gabriel. Gabriel. <laughs> Hello, angel. <laughs> we need you in the house. We need your generation in the house. We need you to be clear about who you are, and we need your confidence and your dependence on God. We need it. It's not like a nice option. We need your generation. And so today, as you stood up, independence fell. And for all of you who stood, I don't want to see you doing this as you leave. I'll just take that independence. I've always been a bit like that. She'll never know. No, I won't, but Jesus will. And he'd say, I made a way for you to be free. And independence is freedom. Your freedom from your independence. How amazing is today? How amazing. This is the day the Lord has made. And rejoice, it means to triumph. So let's pray. Hand on your heart. Jesus, forgive me for my independence. You know how it got there. But today, it's gone. I trust you. And I re receive faith to be totally dependent on you, Jesus, for the rest of my days. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give them a clap. God is in the house. I'm not sure how you can stay seated, really. I'm so excited. But you can sit if you need to. Um, but he is really exciting to be in the house. Um, he is. He's a good God. And Romans 8:39. You know, some of us wonder, does Jesus really love me? You've been there, I've been there lots of times, like, do you really love me? Or I, did I slip in just, you had a quota that day and I just got in? And he's like, of course I love you, listen to this. And, and I'm like, yeah, but does my sin separate us? I loved what Pastor John said, is that we have a cancel, cancel, canceling God. He sits in heaven and he made a choice to forgive us which is amazing. But listen, it says neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Nothing. Whatever's separating you today, I want you to remember, it's not from God. Circumstances, situation, it is water. I know some of you are thinking, what's she sipping up there? She's <laughs> running around a bit. Just water. But you know, John mentioned it today, and Holy Spirit has highlighted it. He says, on the cross, we did communion today, and on the cross, he took all our guilt and shame. And I know there's people in this room who are carrying guilt and shame, but he took it all. He took it all. There is no guilt and there is no shame that he can't deal with at the cross. You've taken communion, he's, you've said, I remember that you paid the price for my guilt and shame. And guilt is a wasted emotion. I've talked to lots of people about guilt. It's a bit of my passion. They say, I feel so guilty. I'm like, do you know how much will be enough? How much guilt? How many days? How many years? How much will be enough that your guilt will be gone? And they're like, I don't know. No, neither do I. Because Jesus paid the price for our shame and our guilt. And guilt is a wasted emotion. It's a driver. It just gives you more and more guilt. But when we look at the cross, we can look at it guilt-free and shame-free. And, and 
Pastor John said it when he did communion. You think, if you knew where I'd been last night, well, Jesus knows where you were last night and what you were watching. And he's still saying, I love you with a passion that kept me on the cross. He's still saying there isn't anything that can separate you from me. So all we have to do is say, yes, Jesus. Yes and amen. Imagine coming to church with guilt and shame and going home without it. How fun is that? How fun. So you come, you know, for me, it's like, oh, this is what it's all about. We come with our stuff, and then we go home with his. It's like your supermarket. How amazing is that? It serves the community. But Jesus in heaven saying, I've got great gifts for my kids. He says he has good gifts for his children, and that's us. And he also has a great swap shop. <laughs> He's like, you bring me your guilt and shame, I'll give you peace and power. What a great swap. So if that's you, we're not going to wait and labor. Just stand up and say, today's my day to rid myself. Good man. Well done. Leader in the house. Definitely a leader in the house. Yes, you are. Others, just stand. Don't wait. Just going to stand and say, yeah, today's my day. I'm getting rid of any guilt I've got, any shame. Today is my day. Well done. Well done. Well done. It's a good day because we can carry guilt over all sorts of rubbish. Well done. Well done. Yeah, good man. Good man. It's not, you know, sometimes it's hard to stand up for things, but there's, it's harder to carry them. I feel for you. It's like, I could, I'd be like, Lord, can I do this in private? He went, they've been carrying it in public for years. And today is day for freedom, to walk out without it, which is his grace and mercy. So I want to honor you for standing and say, well done. And Jesus really is like, Dad, look. He's like, I know, son. He's cheering you on in heaven and enable and empower you. And we're going to pray. Anybody else got guilt and shame they want to get rid of before we leave? You can, get it, you can stay and we can pray, but you know, there's something about response that Jesus loves. But he loves you full stop. Well done, special. Well done. Well done. Well done. Well done. Well done. It was difficult, but you're loved and you're chosen and you're not rejected. And he's got you in the palm of his hand. And he's going to lead you into truth. And he's going to, you need a hug. Sorry, I'm coming. Yeah. These are big things. And if I hug her and you're standing up, take a hug at the same time. Come on out, special. I'll hug you because you're on the end of the row. I'm coming. Come on, special. Good job. Well done. Well done. It's a new day. A new day. He's the lifter of your head. He loves your face. Amen. Amen. Well done. Well done. Well done, special. Well done. I'm going to run now. I'm going to hug you all. Bless you. Well done. Stay standing. I'm coming. God's got you. He's got you. It's a new day. It's a new day. Hello, special. Hello. I know you think I'm mad. I don't care. I'm coming. Jump out to the end. Come to the end. Yes, come to the end. Just come. Well done. Well done, lovely. It's a new day. It's a new day. Come on, sir. That's okay. Just that far will do. Well done. Don't worry. Well done. It's a new day. Bless, bless. Bless you. You're a good man. Thank you. It's a new day. It's a new day special. Yes, thank you. It's a new day. He knows you're brave. 
He knows you're brave. I'm coming. I'm nearly there. Come on, special. When you stood up first, hey, the whole room cheered. And Jesus has got you. Amen. 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 I know you. Oh, I'm going to hug you around the back. Turn around, gorgeous. Hello. Well, I'd missed you, didn't you? You're not missed. You're not missed. You're chosen and not missed. Hello. Look at you, leader at the front. Well done. Well done. Good man. Well done. I know it was costly for you to stand up. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. He's got you. Okay? He's got you. Well done. Well done. Good people. God knows. That's what Jesus does. He interrupts his day so we can know how loved we are. If you stood, just put your hand on your heart. Stay where you are. Jesus, thank you that you took all our guilt and shame, that we could walk in freedom. Love and mercy and grace are our best friends. Amen. How am I doing? Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I'm going to read these. Jesus is our helper, and there's people in this room that need help. So go to Hebrews 6, Hebrews 13, verse 6. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I'll not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Can I remind us that we belong to the king? What, what can people do? And I lived in fear of man, not just men, but fear of people who were breathing. But there's freedom and confidence in the king. And we need to start walking in that in this season. It really is. And with confidence. You know, do you still have milkmen here? Do you still have milkmen? Yeah. So imagine the milkman coming to your door saying, um, I'm a milkman. You might not want the milk. Um, I deliver every day in the morning. Um, if it's hot, I could put it around the back. Um, it, it is fresh. Who would borrow? Who would buy from that milkman? Nobody. And I've watched Christians say, oh, I, I, I am a Christian. Don't apologize for following Christ, ever. I'm a Christian. Um, I don't know whether you'd like to come to church or not, but we, we're quite lively. We do funny things, but, you know, it's really good. Who would follow? Just talk about Jesus. Tell him he's amazing. Tell him he loves them. Let's make sure that Jesus is on our lips. Why? Because in Romans 10, 13, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will, not might, not possibly, will be saved. Saved. Isn't that an amazing thing? Saved. You know, I, I've been saved a long time. I still get excited about it. Oh my goodness, he saved me. I was a difficult child. I, you know, I'm one of God's problem kids, but he didn't give up on me. And he doesn't give up on you. And he loves us with a passion that kept him on the cross. When he could have called a legion of angels to take him off, he went, oh no, there'll be a Margaret coming and she needs a saviour. And you put your name in there. He knew us and he knew we needed a saviour and he stayed on the cross because he loves us. It's a love that was willing to die. But he rose again so we can rise. So some of you need to rise in power and in the truth that your name is in the book of life and you are loved. And others, you need to rise in the truth that you can have your name written in the book of life. And I'm going to give you that opportunity in just a moment but I want to say to you, you can be in church a long time and so long and never have committed to Jesus. 
My mum knew all about the Queen of England. She knew her birthday. She knew her children's birthday. She knew her favourite tea, her favourite biscuits. She got every book we could ever find on the Queen. And if you listen to my mum, you think she was at the garden party every week. But she'd never met the Queen. You can know all about Jesus and never have met him personally. And he's here today as a personal with a personal invitation from a personal saviour. He's not someone who just turns up. He's personal. When we invite him, he never leaves. He never forsakes us. And you may have been coming, or maybe you, today someone's brought you and you used to walk with Jesus and you've walked backwards and you're like, ah, uh, no. And he's here today saying, come on home. Come on home. You're precious. And I love you. And so right now, if that's you, say, Margaret, I want to know Jesus afresh, or I'm coming back. Just raise your hand. I'm not going to get you to stand up. Just raise your hand and say, Margaret, yes, that's me. I'm coming back, or I'm accepting Jesus. I want to be, I want him to be Lord of my life. And you're thinking, is she talking to me? If you're thinking that, yes, I am. Good decision. Good decision. Good decision. Right around the room. Decisions are being made. Well done. Best decision you can ever make. And we'll make sure you're cared for on that journey. But can we all stand and we're going to pray together for those who made that decision? It's the best decision. Heaven is getting ready to party, which is amazing. And we'll party on earth. So pray with me, Jesus. Thank you. Today, I invite you to be Lord and Savior of my life. Thank you. I'm forgiven. I choose to forgive myself. I want to be a Christian, a follower of Jesus, all the days of my life. Help me to make you smile every day. Amen and amen and amen. Good job. Well done. Great decision around the room. Yeah, amen. And maybe you didn't raise your hand, but you prayed that prayer in your heart and you prayed it with very real intention, make sure you talk to one of us. We're here for you. We don't want you to leave not knowing how loved you are. Can I pray for your family and your home? Jesus, thank you for this amazing group of people. Thank you. Don't see us as a, but as a bunch, but as individuals. And I pray for every home and family represented, that they'd know your peace. They'd know your power. They'd know your provision. And Jesus, you would be truly ruling and reigning over their homes like never before. And Lord, we thank you. We're not asking, we're thanking that you will save Norwich. Norwich will be saved in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. Thank you, Margaret. Who feels uplifted with the word today? I love that. I love her unique way in just presenting Jesus to us. And so thank you. Just beautiful. And uh, hearts are touched. And if you said that prayer at the end, you lifted up your hand. We've got a gift for you. It's a Bible. Our team will be out in the foyers afterwards. And it's an incredible decision that you made today because you placed Jesus in the center of your life. And we'd love to connect with you and really just deposit this word into your life, this, this book, this Bible. It's a, a game changer and please speak to one of the team if you lift up your hand. Even if you didn't lift up your hand but said, man, I want to know more about Jesus. Let us know in the foyers. Speak to someone with a lanyard around their neck. 
If you're online, drop us a comment in the chat. We really want to stay connected and help you with your decision for here. But Margaret, we're so blessed, so grateful. Thanks again for tuning in. And if you said the salvation prayer today, we'd love for you to email connecttofaith at soulchurch.com so we can talk to you a little bit more about this incredible decision that you've just made. Yeah, you know, and if at any point in the service you felt moved to give towards any of our local or global initiatives, then head to soulchurch.com and click on the giving at the top of the page. Thanks again for joining us today, and we hope to see you again soon. God bless.